I don't have to. I, I can say this anytime. I, I can preach this anytime. I just want to know, do you want more of God? Uh, you can give me any given Sunday. Do you want more of the presence of the Lord in your life? Amen. All right, let's see how far I get. Let's see how far I get, right? We'll see. Some of you might get so excited, just shout me down, and I'll just shut down the message. Let's see what happens. Matthew 6, 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Hmm. Okay, let's be honest. The word seek is kind of elusive in our generation. We don't use it very often. The, the idea usually, it, 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 it kind of gets stuck in our childhood. We, as children, we understood the, the, the importance of, of the ability to seek. But since our childhood, how many have just forfeited? We've lost that desire to seek. I say this because one of my most favorite games to play with my kids was hide and seek. I told you before, I was, I'm the best, I was the greatest hider. My kids could never find me. Never. I'd, be, I'd be hollering from a hiding spot. You can't find me, and they would run right past me. I just, I'm, just, I'm a master at, at staying hidden. That's the beauty of that game. But, but here, was, here was the thing about it. I, I, I love the game because, especially when I didn't have a lot of money, it's one of the best broke games you can ever play. Come on, somebody. Come on. I got no money to, to pay for the Xbox Live this month, so let's play some hide-and-seek, everybody. Come on, amen. Because all it really takes to, to win at hide-and-seek is a desire to find what you've been seeking. It's simple. It's simple. I want to illustrate this real quick. Anybody, anybody need $5? Anybody need $5? Anybody need $5? Who, I mean, who needs it? Yeah, who, who needs that $5? Come on, I need it. I got, come on, I, Brenda, come here, Brenda. Come here, you might as well. Come here, Brenda. You might as well, Brenda. Come on. Give it up for Brenda. She had to pay for Paul to go to Mexico. I get it. So, I get it. All right. Brenda, on this stage, there is a little treasure. Just a small treasure. Yeah, it's a small treasure. I'm going to have you seek and find it. I'm going to give you a hint. Look over by Rev Dev. Okay, look over there by Rev Dev. Ladies and gentlemen, come on. Let's encourage Brenda. Find what you are seeking, girl. Find what you... Find, find it. It's got to be there. It's got to be there. Don't take his wallet. That's it. Hey! All right. Hey! Hallelujah! Congratulations, brother. That's, that's for you. That's for you. Now, I, I, I want you to know something, Brenda, real quick. You do what most people do. Let me be real beautiful about it, real passive. Hmm, I wonder where it could be. You're amazing, girl. Go on. Thank you, Brenda. Here's, here's what you need to see what Brenda did, though. She recognized that she's never going to find what she's seeking by staying in the same spot. You, when you seek... What you look after is not where you started. Otherwise, you would have found it there. Seeking requires more than just, if I can say it like this, more than just looking. Brenda could have looked all over the stage, but I'm sure it's here somewhere. You don't find it from looking. You find it from seeking. Oh, I just need to know, there are about 50 people in this room that want to do more than just see the kingdom of God. You want to seek first the kingdom. Come on, need somebody to put your hands together and let not, just tell God, ready or not, here I come. Here I go, Lord. All right, you can be seated, you can be seated. I'll see how, I'll see how much of this I can get through. I'll see how much of this I can get through, all right? If you're taking notes, 
I, tr I try to fly through this as best I can because I have a class I'm teaching right after this, all in class. For those of you who are moving beyond just being lukewarm, going all in, excited for you. Write these notes down. If you're taking notes, write them down. First thing I want to give you is the kingdom message is about pursuing. The kingdom message is about pursuing. Those of you who believe that the kingdom is worth pursuing, say amen. I believe it's worth something. I believe it's worth pursuing. James wrote it like this in James 4, 7. He said, submit yourselves to God. Why? So you actually, if you submit to God, you'll have the authority, the power to resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Then verse 8 says this, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. So this kingdom message is about pursuing. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Now, real quick, let's just talk about the, the art of pursuing. It's a lost art on, on this generation. The, the art of pursuing, because there's a, think about it, there's a lot of things that we don't pursue anymore, right? Come on, Pastor Olga is, is, is a, Pastor Olga has a gift for reaching out to Grubhub and DoorDash. Instantaneous, boom, there it is. I'm always like, why didn't you just tell me to go get it? I, I promise, who's Come on, we've lost the art of pursuing. We, we, we invite some random stranger to go and buy our food, hopefully they don't taste test it first, and then show up at our door, ringing the doorbell, taking pictures of our house as they walk away smiling. Hopefully we tipped them. The art of, just tell me, I will go get your chicken nuggets. I will do it. The art of pursuing, come on, and, and, and dating. Good Lord. I get it. I'm, I'm old school. I still believe in chivalry. I, I, I understand that. I believe the man should not be timid. He should pursue the woman. Because the Bible tells me a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing from the Lord. Okay? Women, good Lord. Let the man do his dang job. Let him do it. Because when, you, when it's upside down, you end up pursuing it, and what ups happening is you'll give away what he hasn't yet earned, what he doesn't yet deserve, in the hope that he'll stick around. But if he pursues you, he's letting you know, I'm all about you, girl. I want more than just your body. I want you. So let the man pursue you, woman. And woman of God, do that man a favor and pursue some cooking and cleaning. Because if not, he'll keep comparing you to his mama. The rest of his life. Oh, I'm too modern for that, Pastor. Well, then just don't, don't get mad at your husband. And he's like, well, my mama cooks for me. My mama cleans up for me. Ooh, I'm not your mama. <laughs> We've lost the art of pursuing. The, the, the art of pursuing even in our, in our money. That's why adult kids will live in your house and eat your food for free and never go and get a job to help pay the bills. We've lost the art of pursuing when it comes to Jesus. Because most Christians will pray to God, but when did you stop pursuing God? The art of pursuit. Here's the first thing I want us to know about the kingdom. The kingdom is, is really this. We have to first learn to see the kingdom. Someone say, see the kingdom. I have to see it. S-E-E. -E. I need to see the kingdom. That means I need to acknowledge it. I, I, mean, I need to appreciate the kingdom. I need to honor the kingdom. But here's what I need you to know about Christianity. Christianity is not a democracy. I said this in the first part of the series. We understand democracy. It's what we're, most of us were born into. We're, we understand the Republic of the United States of America. We understand the, a voting system, that I have a voice, that my opinion matters. That's not 
Christianity, and that is not the kingdom. We have a president. We have a judicial system. We have Congress, but the kingdom has a king, and the only opinion that matters is the opinion of the king. And what our king does is he never wants to leave us on the same level. Something about our king, he always thinks, takes things to the next level. Yes, I need to acknowledge the kingdom. I see the kingdom. But our king says, I want you to do more than just see it. I want you to begin to seek the kingdom. Seek after it. Most Christians today, I, I, I see this every Sunday. We're, we're, we're only looking, looking at the kingdom. I have a pair of binoculars, Rev, that my kids got me so I could, I could see the moon. Trust me, I'm not looking out my windows at night, creeping out. I'm not doing that. Yeah. The binoculars actually came with the telescope they got me. Okay, so clearly, I'm, I'm clearly not using a telescope to look in your windows. All right? But these binoculars are awesome because they bring, they bring so clear. And, and, and remember, as a child, my very first Bulls game I got to see was in 1998. The last year of the second three-peat. Oh, I just wanted to let y'all know that the GOAT just had his 60th birthday the other day. Happy birthday, Michael Jordan, the GOAT. Okay, happy birthday. And, and he gave away $10 million on his birthday uh, to make a wish. Come on, Mike. Come on, that's a GOAT right there. LeBron put up how many points? I don't care. Come on. Hey. He also played 10 years longer. Whatever, I don't care. Whatever. Here's, here's the point. My, my first game I went to, I was up in the nosebleeds. Michael put up 45 points. You know, I started taking pictures. This is back before cell phones. This is back with the you know, little cameras that you had to, you remember, turn the little thing and you take the picture and you had to turn it. I stuck the camera in my binoculars so I could get a close-up of MJ, so I could have it for the rest of, I was there. I got to see MJ. I was, I mean, mind you, I was like three football fields away from him, but I got to see the greatest play. He put up 45 points that night, just a quiet 45 points. Just like, it's nothing for Mike. I got to see the GOAT. Can I tell you, that's how most you come to church. You stand all the way in the back. I'm not talking about physically. You can be at the altar and be far from God. And you'll pull out your binoculars and you'll look at everything happening. You'll see the stage. You'll, 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 you'll see the, the presentation. You'll, you'll see the singing and, and the dancing. You'll see the joy and you'll see the healings. And you got those binoculars on and you're looking at the kingdom. This is why so many of us, this is why we show up late on Sundays. Because we're just looking at the kingdom. Told you you might get mad at me. This is why you don't participate. This is why you spectate because you're just looking at the kingdom. This is why you'll be here for a while and then you'll start church shopping again because you're just looking at, am I getting too personal? I'm glad you're here, but it, you know, I've done this a long time, y'all. People come and they go and, and the reason they usually go is because they're just looking at the kingdom. And, 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 and for some of us, we, we, we've learned this because we've done this a long time. I can tell you're no longer seeking when you're just looking because you used to encourage, used to cherish, and now you criticize because you're just looking at the kingdom. And here's what Jesus told us. He said, if you just keep looking, you'll never find it. Brenda would have never found that $5 as he was just looking. Here's what Jesus said in Matthew 13. Check this out. He said, his disciples came to one time and they asked him, why do you use parables when you talk to the people? And he replied, here's why. Because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. Wait, what? Oh, Jesus playing favoritism, you're dang straight. 
because everyone else just showed up to get some free bread and some fish. These guys gave up everything to follow after him. Their families, their careers, their businesses, they gave it all up to follow him. He says, so the, the secrets of the kingdom are not for the fans. The secrets are for the followers. Whoever has been given more, check it out, they will have an abundance Woo, that's why I'm trying to encourage some of y'all in 2020, 2020. Don't just call it your goat year. Go after God. The greatest way you ever have. Okay, and, and he says, to those who have, you will have an abundance of more, but whoever does not have, even the little you do have, will be taken from them. Ooh. We don't preach these passages in scripture much, uh, from scripture in, in the American church much anymore. We want to tell everybody, God wants to bless you, and God wants to hook you up. God wants you to have an abundance. Yes, he wants you to have an abundance if you've already gotten much much that you're doing, much that you are giving to the kingdom. God says, I got an abundance for you. But to the spectators, tells us just going through the motions. He says, even the little you do have is going to be taken from you. Look at verse 15. It's, it's hard. For these people's hearts have grown callous, hard. They hardly hear with their ears. They have cl closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, and understand with their hearts. And then what they would turn, and I would heal them. You know what's happening right now? At least 15 different college campuses. It's because they've turned. They've turned. And God is now healing their land. The secrets of the kingdom, Jesus says. The knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom. What, what is he telling us? If it's a secret... That means it has to be searched for. Come on, write that down. It's got to be searched for. It's a secret. I, I can't just expect it to show up. I have to search for it. Can I tell you, you can come to church every, you can come to church every Sunday. Dang, you, I mean, you can come to church every single day of the week if you, if you really want to. And you can be looking for God and you can be looking for a sign and, and you can be looking for greener pastures. You, you can be looking for these things, but God says you will never find it. Why? Because your heart has become hardened. It's become calloused. You're no longer seeking. You're just looking. Your heart is indifferent and hard. And because your heart is hard, you have stopped pursuing. The message of the kingdom is all about pursuing. But I came to remind somebody today, God has so much more for your life. And today, he is asking you to turn back and get your seek on. The kingdom message is about pursuing. Next point. The kingdom message is also about priorities. It's about your priority. I, I like how I heard uh, Pastor Michael Todd said. He said, the kingdom message is heaven's response to earth's messes. <laughs> that message of the kingdom is heaven's response to the messes of earth. Come on, how many of you right now are in the middle of a mess? Come on, just be honest. I'm, I'm just in the middle of, of a mess. I got a, got a messy relationship. Got a, got a, got a, got a got messy finances. I got, got messy situations. I got, uh, there's a mess at work. There's, come on, my house is a mess. Come on, my, my car is a mess. Uh, my mind is a mess. I've, I've got these messes, and, and these messes are leading to stresses in my life. And now these stresses have caused me to constantly worry. Well, I got a message for your mess. Matthew 6, 25. Jesus said, 
That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than just food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. Check out this next part because you need to get this in your heart. Aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Verse 30, if God cares so wonderfully for the wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, will he certainly care for you? Or he certainly will care for you. Why do you have so little faith? If, if God takes care of the birds of the air and the, and the, and the flowers in the field, what, what, what do you value most in your life? Who do you value most in your life? Because what Jesus tells you right here is whatever you value most, just know God values you so much more. You are so much more valuable to him. Verse 31, so don't worry. If I'm that valuable to God, then don't worry about these things saying, what will I eat? What will I drink? What will I wear? These things dominate the thoughts of the unbelievers or the pagans, the Gentiles, if you have a King James. But your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Now let's get back into the verse we started with. So seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. So this kingdom message is about priority. Priority. Seek first. You, you want to know why you worry? You know why, you, here's really what worry is. Worry is just your faith in reverse. I think it was Tom Petty that one time said, most of the things I worry about never happen anyway. <laughs> Come on, somebody. What percentage of the things have you been stressing about that just never happen? Well, that's why I do it, Pastor. So it won't happen. I, I see your reverse psychology, but I came to tell you that worry is also eating away at your health. It's eating away at your relationships. It's eating away at your passion. Jesus is trying to tell you, don't worry. It's really just your faith doing the moonwalk and walking in reverse. And whatever you are worried about today, God is trying to tell you, I have an answer to your worry. It's called priority. Seek first the kingdom of God. Uh, oh, oh but, but what about my bills? Seek first the kingdom. But, but, but what about my family? Seek first the kingdom. But, 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 but what about my other relationship? Seek first the but what about my health seek first the kingdom but what about where i'm going to live after college seek first the kingdom but what about some money that i need seek first the kingdom god is trying to tell you that look if you'll just have faith and seek first the kingdom I will give you godly ideas on how to make money. I will open a door that no man can close on where to live. I will make a way where there is no way. I will give you insight on in how to raise those children. I will give you, you never had a daddy? Don't worry, I'm a heavenly father. Seek first the kingdom and I'll teach you how to be a father. Whew. Seek, it's all about priority. I don't know how to love others. Seek first the kingdom, and I'll fill you with my love. My job requires me to love people that are otherwise unlovable. My job requires me to love people that hate me. Now, can I be honest? Sometimes I don't want to do it. 
Sometimes I want to treat you the way you treat me. Come on, somebody. I want to fight fire with, I want to get old covenant on you. Come on, an eye for an eye. A tooth for a tooth. Let's go. Because I know the old covenant. There's parts of it I just love. Ooh, I love that part right there, right there. Can we, can we, can we bring that over to the new covenant? But then I'm reminded, this is a covenant of love and grace. And I actually have power to love people who hate me. I'm dro- I love dropping hot coals on their head. Listen to me. You hate me and I see you in Walmart. Guess what I'm going to do? Hey, how you been? I hate this guy. Good. Because now I want to drop them coals on your head, baby. Like the scriptures tell me to do. Because, not because I love. Because I'm filled with his love. With his love. I'm trying to tell you when you seek first the kingdom, you will have things you can never get on your own. And God will give it to you so that ultimately you can bring heaven to earth. Amen. Let's, next time I see you in Walmart, let's see how you treat me. Because the truth of the matter is, Rev, is that most preachers in America, they've shortchanged us. Most churches in America have shortchanged us. They tell us, they lead us to believe that God wants us to have things. I'm not saying he doesn't want to bless you. I'm saying the priority of the American church has been, let's believe God for things. New homes, new cars, health, breakthrough. Let's believe, let's believe God for things. And I just need you to know that God is not worried about anything. God is in the business of transforming your thinking. This is what he is about. God said, the things that you are worried about, every one of them, I will add it to you if you will just prioritize the kingdom first. Anybody just needs something added? Anybody just needs something included? Anybody just need God just to throw it in? Fine, here's what I've got to learn to do. I'm not just going to seek the kingdom. I'm going to prioritize the kingdom and seek it first. When I wake up in the morning, before I even run to the bathroom, God, I seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. I put you first. When I see a problem coming my way, instead of getting angry or fearful or yelling, I'm going to seek first the king. When my kids are acting stupid and selfish, instead of coming down on them, I'm going to seek first. Come on, I'm preaching to myself right now, somebody. Because my gut response is to be like, I'm about to send you to the hell you acting like. But seek first in all these things. I don't mean to sound sacrilegious to y'all, but when it comes to the kingdom, God is basically playing hide and seek, Brenda. What? You sacrilegious pastor. Matthew 7, 7. Ask. Let me, let me come back to that. Let me come back to that. Asking to show me. Let me come back to that. Let me go Old Covenant first. Let me start with the Old Covenant. Let's go to Jeremiah 29. Come on, Jeremiah 29 and 11. It's, it's, it's tattooed on my ankle, Pastor. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Hallelujah. And we stop there, but I love the next two verses. Then you will call upon me. And come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. 
you will seek me and find me when you search for me with your whole heart. Why does God just not give it to us? Why do I have to seek after him? Because God is wanting to distinguish between those who really want him and those who just want something from him. It's a game of hide and seek. Well, pastor, I'm too old and too distinguished to play games. Oh, really? Because you play in church today. I still love you, no matter how you feel about me. I still love you. <laughs> look, what, look what Jesus said. Mark 10, 15. We use this for impact kids, but look what he said. I tell you the truth. Anyone who does not receive the kingdom of God like a child. Ellen Zion are kind of that place where I can't really tell them anything anymore, and they'll just believe it. I can't. But Evangeline will still believe me. I can tell her anything. She was vomiting last night, just puking like crazy. And guess what? She started asking me Bible questions. So come on, girl, you're about to get your healing as well. Let's go. Yes. She asked me stuff, just asked me stuff about the Bible. I was like, because she trusts. Um, Daddy is going to give her truth. Some of you are just too skeptical for your own good. You forgot what it means to come as a child. And Jesus is talking to those prideful people around him who are trying to tell him, keep the kids away. And she's like, no, this is how you get to the Father. You come humbly. You come, as a, as a ch- you come with trust like a child. You come before him as Father. Recognizing you know everything I need to know. You have everything I need. And in this moment, Jesus says, you cannot receive the kingdom unless you come like a child. I just came to tell somebody, it's time to stop thinking so highly of yourself and just humble yourself before the Father. Otherwise, you're going to miss out. And this is what it is, really. In the end, what do we see? The sad truth of the American church is we have lost our seek. Come on, you'll watch another terrible three-hour Marvel movie. (laughs) But if I dare take this church service beyond 90 minutes... You've got six left, Pastor. I grew, up, I, listen, I grew up in a time period when church always was three hours. Always. All, always. Always. Three hours. Well, somebody was excited. You and Derek must be hanging out, right? Take your time. Three hours. If I did that to somebody today, if I kept you three hours every Sunday... I'm, I'm an online prisoner pastor. Three, you will binge watch how many hours of Netflix? And Rev Dev, how many people get upset with us all the time because our church are just way too long? I never heard you say that about an NBA game. Come on, the last two minutes are nothing but people standing at the free throw line for like 45 minutes. You didn't, you didn't gripe about, about, about the Super Bowl and how long that lasted. What? Don't keep me for no three hours. I'm not, I'm not telling you I'm going to do that. I'm just like, some of you getting worried. Like, oh, what's happening here? What's the pastor telling us? Look, I'm just to be try, trying to say this, that, that we will stay where we want to for hours on end. 
for some reason, when it comes to the house of God or the presence of God, no, don't, don't keep me there. Pastor, are you trying to judge me? No, I'm not trying to judge you at all. I'm just simply trying to, to tell you this. All those hours you spend seeking other things have never helped with your worry one bit. But seeking first, this is what Jesus is trying to tell you. All those things you are worried about, there's a priority here. Everybody say, seek it first. Seek first the kingdom. So the message of the kingdom is priority. All right, I got four minutes and two more points. Not going to make it. If you walk out on me, I won't be offended. Hello. All right. Just thank I will. Yes, ma'am. That's what I'm here to do. The message of the kingdom, number three, is about ing. Not the company. I-N-G. Ing. Ing. All right, now I'll bring it back. Matthew 7, 7. Ask, and it shall be given. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and the door shall be open unto you. Here's what it actually is in the NLT. It's the, I'm not an English language expert, but I do understand the tense of verbs. I like how the NLT actually translates because it's actually more accurate. It says this. It says, keep on asking. This is the message of the kingdom, the I-N-G. Keep on asking. Keep on seeking. Keep on knocking. In English, the I-N-G is nothing more than a suffix that we put at the end of a word. And what happens? That word now becomes active. Asking. Seeking. It's an active, it's a present tense kind of verb. It's happening right now. I want to prophesy over someone's 2023. This is the year where you are going to find your ING. This is the year. I, I, I'm prophesying to you. You're not just going to be, you're not just going to learn. You're going to be learning. I came to declare that those of you who keep learning, you will keep leading. This is not just the year you will grow. This is the year you will keep growing. I came to prophesy to more than just your belly. I came to prophesy to your Bible knowledge. You're going to grow in the spirit of God. I prophesy to, to those areas of your life where you, it's not just about what I give. You're going to be in a state of perpetual giving. I don't just mean your money. You've got wisdom. Give it. You've got experience. Give it. You've got authority. You've got time. You've got talents. You've got ability. Give it. This is the year I prophesy that you're going to be activating. Ooh. Whoever this is for, this is your year to activate your sharing. This is your year to activate your sowing. This is your year to activate your serving. This is your year to activate your forgiving. This is your year to activate your submitting. This is your year to activate your surrendering. This is your year to activate your prioritizing, your pursuing, your seeking. The message of the kingdom is activating. The present tense. It's not about the kingdom of old or the kingdom to come. It is present tense right here, right now. Let me finish with this, verse 44 of Matthew 13. Jesus says, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man discovered hidden in a field. In his excitement, he hid it again. Check this out. And sold everything ing, he owned. 
everything to get enough money to buy the field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he discovered a pearl of great value, he sold everything he owned and he bought it. I am a Pentecostal boy. I am what I am. Some of you grew up in conservative churches. You are what you are. Cool. You love me. I love you. We're good. I can't help what I am. I, I, I recognize that this is who I am. And a lot of times people look at me like, it doesn't really take all that. How do you know? How do you know? Because according to what I see right here, if the kingdom is worth all that, then it takes giving up all that. Jesus said that this man right here, he sold everything he had. Why? For the opportunity to find out if there was more. <laughs> there might be more in this field. Let me sell everything to see if there's more. Here's what Jesus is doing right here in this passage. He is revealing the difference between seeing the kingdom and seeking after the kingdom. What's that difference? It's just one simple word. Sacrifice. What am I willing to give up to have the kingdom? What am I, what thing needs to be my everything I sell so I can have more? Can you see it? The, the kingdom of heaven is like, it's too costly, ladies and gentlemen, to be common. It is too costly to be treated like it's common. Whew. Let me illustrate it like this. Have you ever had a, a child who did not appreciate what you tried to give them? Come on, parents. Oh, Lord. Amen. Thank you, David. Amen. Back there, you got the... That, 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 that child of yours does not know the hell you went through. The hours you worked, the lines you stood in, the people you almost cussed out, just to buy them that gift. And, and you were so excited to give it to them. And you brought it home, or it was a kind of birthday, or, or Christmas, or, or and you just couldn't wait for them to open it. And then the moment they open it, they look at you, and they're just like, oh, I thought you were going to give me the other one. And there's something that rises up on the inside of any parent. Says, greedy little so-and-so, you just sit right there. I'm going to take it back and get my money back. Why? Because you didn't want it? I ain't going to give you what you don't want. The kingdom of heaven is just like this. God is saying, come and get it. Come and find it. Come and seek it. Oh, but you're going to sit there and get upset with me? And act like I'm not doing enough? I'm not giving enough? I didn't, I didn't give the life of my one and only begotten son so that you could have eternal life? I'm not doing enough by giving you breath every day, a job, a, a family, a, a hope, victory, health, faith? I, I haven't done enough? You want to sit here and complain at me? Okay. I ain't going to give you? you don't want this is the message of the kingdom 
God is saying, I need to make sure that you actually want this thing because this thing is not cheap. This thing requires, here's a curse word, commitment. You know it's a, you know it's a curse word in this generation. Come on. Y'all don't even know about cell phone plan commitments back in the day. Come on. Come on. We had to commit to at least two years back in the day. I don't want no commitment to no cell. No, don't. I do not make me commit to a cell. And that's why this generation won't commit to a job for anything longer than a couple months. We hate commit. That, that's why you won't commit to a church for anything that maybe I don't know, a couple years. But we hate co- commit. This is why you will have sex like you're married, but you won't commit to marriage. Told you they was gonna hate me. Stop using that swear word, Pastor. Commitments. I just need you to know that this is what God is saying. He's saying you don't get the kingdom without commitment. I'll say it again for those of you who just want to shut it. You don't get the kingdom without commitments. Brenda, you don't get the kingdom without commitment. Come here, Brenda. Come here. I told you. I told you there's a, a treasure I wanted you to seek after. And you went looking for what I told you I had. But here's the thing about the kingdom. It's a domain. And, and Brenda, there's so much more to the kingdom than what we've been seeking. We've been told there's something good and so we look for it and we get it. We had no idea that in the domain there's other treasures hidden. Brenda, why don't you just take a look around? Because there might be something else kind of laying around here for you. I don't know. There might be something there. Because, you know, this, this is kind of the idea of, the, you know what, Brenda, let me, let me, let me encourage you. Maybe. You, know, you, know, you know what helps? You know what helps? It helps knowing where it's buried. This is why I'm trying to tell you to seek first the kingdom of God. You know, okay, 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 okay. What you got there? What you got there? $20. Oh, okay. Oh, keep looking. No, no, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Come on, somebody. It's the it's it's king. I'm trying to get you to understand things on another level. You just came and got a little bit. But God is trying to get you to see the kingdom has got so much. Brenda, you know, hold on. Because this is what it can feel like sometimes. I'm like, where, where am I looking? Where, where, where at, Lord? Where? How about we just ask the person who buried it? Where, how about we just start seeking his presence and he'll show us where the treasure is hidden? Justice, well, watch it, watch it. my God just has buried some things for Brenda. My God, help her, just point out, point out where she needs to go. Where, where does she need to go? Where does she need to go? Where does she need to go? Give, give, her, give her some direction. One, one, two, three, one, two, three, four. One, two, one, two. When I start to tap into the mind of he who knows all things, I begin to, I begin to discover things I, I couldn't find at one point in, in time. Got, got, got another one. Got, got, the, this is the thing about the kingdom. You treat it like it's just a little bit, like it's just enough. God is wanting you to see he is more than enough. He is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all you ask or think. Brenda, I came to pay for Paul's ticket back home, somebody. This is what it's about. It's not just getting enough. It's about more than enough. Where we at? We, we good? We good? We good? She got it? She got it? See, sometimes you gotta get a little, you know, you gotta get a little crazy with this stuff. I gotta, I gotta look around. I gotta, I gotta get a little feisty. This one, she got all of them. She got, she got, but 
You got, you got them all. How many you got? Got three. That's good. But God is great. I came to tell you today to stop just looking. I came to encourage somebody to just stop at your initial seek and keep seeking. It is active, I-N-G. Keep seeking. We got something else, my guy? You got something else? But just go over and talk to that guy right there who has everything you need anyway. He has got the hookup for you right now. This is about the domain. This is about understanding everything you need for, for. Keep it going. Keep it going. This is the kingdom of your God. He knows what you're looking for. He knows what you need. He knows where to find it. You've been asking. You've been... Come on, come on. We're talking about the overflow of the kingdom of heaven. Somebody put your hands together and say, yes, Lord. I'm going to seek and keep seeking the kingdom. I love you. Stand your feet with me. Stand your feet with me. Brenda, you don't get the kingdom because of proximity. That's what happens. I think just because I'm in church, I'm going to get the kingdom. No, you get the kingdom because you keep pursuing you could have stood on the stage and just walked in circles because you're in proximity of your blessing. It's, you don't get the blessing from proximity. You get the blessing from pursuing. This is how it works in the kingdom. You can come here every single Sunday and you still won't get the kingdom. But once you pursue, seek first the kingdom of God. Check it out. Check it out. What? what? Comma. And his righteousness. Give me a 633 again of Matthew. Seek first the kingdom of God. Comma. Everyone say comma. Oh, there's more. And his righteousness. Here's that simply means. Righteousness has to do with right standing. I'm in right standing with God. I'm not in perfect standing with God. Only God is perfect. But I am in right standing with God. This is not about being perfect. This is about pursuing God. Here's my last point. The comma means this. In seeking the kingdom... There is no period to your pursuit. Come on. Jesus could have stopped when he said, seek first the kingdom, period. But then he adds a comma. Why? It's something Rev taught me when I was a child. Because when it comes to pursuing God, there is no period. Don't put a period where God has put a comma. In the kingdom, there is no stopping. There is no easing. There, there is, in the kingdom, it is not about I pursued once, I knocked once, I asked once, I sought once. No, it is an active present tense. I keep seeking, I keep asking, I keep knocking, I keep pursuing because in pursuing God, there is no period. It doesn't end. I came to encourage somebody who's in their 50s, 60s, 70s. I know you've been serving God for decades, but don't stop pursuing God. I came to tell somebody who used to sing, who used to serve, who used to make themselves available, don't stop pursuing God. I came to tell your anointing, your authority, your calling. I know you did great things before, but don't stop pursuing God. Let the men and women who will not put a period where God put a comma, Put their hands together and let heaven know, I will keep pursuing. I will keep pursuing. I will keep going. I will keep asking. 
I will keep seeking. I will keep knocking. And I will keep finding everything God has for my life. This kingdom is not about perfection. This kingdom is about progression. I'm moving forward. Sometimes I'm moving forward in victory. Sometimes I'm moving forward in pain. But I'm moving forward. This is the kingdom. Today, I stand before you. 41-year-old man. When I stand here, maybe the same spot or somewhere else, but this time next year, I'll be a wiser 42-year-old man. I will be a better father. I will be a closer friend. I'll be a greater Christian. I'll, I'll be a more obnoxious preacher. But understand, this time next year, I'm not going to be less. I didn't prophesy your goat year so that by next year, it could be a, a dull, boring, drab, moving backwards. I came to declare over your 2023 and every year moving forward, it is going to get better, greater, because you're going to keep pursuing after God. Now, whoever agrees with me, just throw your hands real high to heaven and I'm done. I'm not speaking to perfect people. I'm speaking to pursuing people. You'll never arrive at perfection until you get to heaven, which means you have a chance to keep getting better. You have a chance to keep becoming greater. This is what it's about. Even if, even if my, my, my legs stop working and they wheel me in a, in a, a wheelchair, I'm going to keep preaching the gospel because I'll be wiser. I'll be smarter. I'll be further along in my faith. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what God has for my future. What matters is this moment. I'm going to keep pursuing God and everything he has for me, I will discover. So to every one of you who are not perfect, but in pursuit of God, I ask right now, Holy Father, that you would stir up a fire within our souls. That we will not be satisfied any longer with just the five dollars of our initial church when God you've got so much more for all of us oh my God there, there are blessings blessings upon blessings spiritual literally the Bible calls them spiritual blessings in heavenly places and God wants to bestow them on your life so I speak to the, those who are hard in heart today God soften the hardness of their hearts my God so they can hear again so they can see again so they can finally begin to pursue the treasure that is hidden sometimes right in front of their faces ladies and gentlemen it's not elsewhere my God we look for greener pastures but it's not in another relationship it's it's not in another job. Pastor Bethel is going to preach to you next week, and he's got some truth he's going to drop on you next Sunday. I'll be in Chicago preaching at my father's church next Sunday. So I'm asking you to pray for me. But here's what I'm doing. I'm looking to spread domain. That's what I'm doing. On Friday night, I'll be down at Olivet. So I need you to pray for me. I'll be down there Friday night. Pray for me. I'll be down at Olivet. Yeah, I'm going to go down there. Because I'm, I'm looking to advance our domain, y'all. Okay, I'm looking, to, I'm looking, I'm looking to, to gain territory. And when God opens a door, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go and dig and see what kind of treasure we unearth in Chicago and down in Bourbon A.
I love mayonnaise. I know it just rhymes bourbonnaise to me. I don't know. Long story short, I'm not asking. God is not seeking for perfect people. He's seeking for people who will pursue and keep pursuing.